0: This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues. A search for truth. Out there
1: somewhere,
2: somewhere, somewhere. Time right now, 820. You're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning. Today, November 9th. Man, we are just a few days away from Thanksgiving. In fact, 16 days, I believe. 16 days from now, we'll be sitting down at the table having a big Thanksgiving dinner. On the air with us this morning, Dr. Jill Danforth, and she is part of St. Thomas Rutherford. Good morning to you. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, Dr. Danforth, tell us about what you do. What do you specialize in?
1: Yes, so I am what's called a urogynecologist, and that means I did my residency in OB-GYN and then spent three extra years with urology training in bladder health and all things with female bladder and um, GYN mixture. So um, we call ourselves the Center for Female Pelvic Medicine.
2: And and, you know, I had no idea. November is known as Bladder Awareness Month. Uh, So what types of things do you like to educate the public on uh, when it comes to bladder health?
1: Yeah, so a lot of women and men too are, uh, actually we know about 80% of the population at some point will have some type of urinary urgency, frequency, incontinence, something that has to do with their bladder that disrupts their life. And especially women are told that that's just part of aging, that's what happens when you have children and something you have to live with. And we are trying to get the word out that that is not the case, that there are so many treatments, um, non-surgical treatments, other things that are available that um, if women would just come and talk to us, we can help many, many people.
2: You know, it's interesting. I've read a little bit, just a little bit about trauma, PTSD, things like that, and how some people who are victims of certain types of trauma, they will experience bladder pain syndrome, I believe is what it's called, throughout mm-hmm. their life, uh, which is, you know, it, I don't know how you go about diagnosing that because it seems like pain is a tough thing to really diagnose, especially when it comes to the stomach, the abdomen, all, all of that area.
1: Right. So, yes, we see a lot of um, women with bladder pain syndrome, and it can be from a trauma. It can be it just shows up and we don't exactly know. And it's interesting because when you have stressors in your life, the same chemicals that are released bind to the bladder and to other places, to your um, head, to give you migraines, pelvis, pelvic pain, and tell your brain that there's something wrong. And so a lot of times patients are told this is just in your head because it happens when you're stressed or you've had a trauma. But in fact, at a molecular level, there's something going on. So we see these women every day, and there are so many treatments available from calming down the bladder lining to medications to physical therapy of your pelvis, actually. There are physical therapists specializing in that. Um, So, yes, we we have a very robust practice for bladder pain syndrome.
2: Again, this morning we're talking with Dr. Jill Danforth, and she is part of St. Thomas Rutherford and uh, the whole St. Thomas family, I guess. But when it comes to your bladder, I guess people, they feel stress, different people feel stress in different parts of their body. So I, I guess bladder is one of those areas, like kind of like what you were saying. Uh, but tell us more about things to look out for you know that may impact the bladder in a negative way
1: right so when we're talking about bladder pain syndrome it's where that lining of your bladder is inflamed and you don't actually see that but at a molecular level it is and there are certain things that can be irritating to the bladder so we always joke that it's all the good things like caffeine and chocolate and um, acidic foods like tomatoes pizza sauce marinara sauce alcohol um, and so we'll tell patients when they come in, and some will tell us already that they've already identified this, but to try eliminating a few of those things and see if the pain gets better. And what patients typically tell us is they have pain in their bladder that, get, that improves when they void, when they, with urination. So emptying the bladder will give an Um, a relief of that pain so you see patients who are running to the bathroom every thirty minutes or so to help relieve the pain they don't sleep through the night because they're waking up Um, and so obviously the first step is to figure out anything they're eating or drinking that could be inciting that pain
2: so uh, those things like you know you mentioned chocolate caffeine all those types of things that we enjoy in life um, those also have an impact, I guess, on other areas of your body uh, as well. So it's, it's, you know, these are things to avoid, even though it's hard to avoid them.
1: <laughs> yes, and we say, you know, obviously in moderation. We don't, um, we don't want people to stop all of the things that give enjoyment, but we say, you know, this is your body, and you can decide if I have this cup of coffee you know, I know I'm going to experience some discomfort, and so you make that decision.
2: Tell us a little bit more about your background and why you decided to go this route in medicine.
1: Um, yeah, so I went into medicine knowing I wanted to work in women's health, and uh, so that's why I went to OBGYN track. I went to Vanderbilt for residency, and as I started seeing patients, I also knew I wanted to have a surgical subspecialty and considered um, GYN oncology and other um, surgical aspects, but as I did a rotation my second and third year residency, I saw what a huge impact urogynecology made on women. Um, At least two or three times a week, I would see women who Um, would come back after physical therapy, after medication, after surgery and tell my faculty that I was working with, you know, I flew across the country to see my grandchild for the first time in six years or I went to a restaurant for the first time in a year. Um, And we don't think about how life-altering and debilitating it can be when you're when you have urinary issues.
2: Definitely. I, I can definitely see that. And, you know, the typical person out there listening, they don't really think about bladder issues, but it would make it kind of hard to fly a long flight to go see grandchildren or family uh, if you do have constant bladder issues. And it would make a lot of stuff hard.
1: It, it does. And even um, even going to a job, you know, telling your boss that you have to go to the bathroom every 30 minutes. Well, your boss is not going to understand that. And so that, you know, this isn't something that everybody wants to talk about. Nobody, you know, it's not a very flashy, um, like breast cancer or other things that we have big awarenesses of, even though 80% of people at some point in their life will have these issues.
2: Again with us this morning, Dr. Jill Denford, and uh, you are part of St. Thomas Rutherford. and what all types of things do you do on a daily basis? Is surgery one of those items or, or what what happens on a regular day?
1: It is. so that's why another reason I love this um, subspecialty is every day is different. So I do have two days a week that I'm operating. Um, and then I have two days a week where I'm in clinic and in clinic we'll see, Patients, I have um, 30 to 45 minutes set aside for each new patient because when patients come to see us, these are things that are sometimes difficult for them to talk about. Um, They're intimate, they're personal. And so I really want to make sure that we have a connection um, and they feel comfortable with that. And then I also have procedures in the office that I can do. We do everything from looking inside the bladder with a camera to um, Botox injections in the bladder um, that helps with that urinary urgency frequency. And so, um, so. and then on one day a week, I help with the University of Tennessee um, residency program um, for their OBGYN. So we have academic teaching and um, some research projects and different things. So it's, It's a varied week, and it keeps me busy and interested, and uh, it's it's a great job. I love it.
2: (laughs) It sounds like it. And in that category of medicine, you're seeing everything, I guess, from urinary tract infections, bladder cancer, to like we started off the show, to post-traumatic stress disorder uh, and trauma. I mean, you're seeing such a wide variety of problems out there.
1: Uh, Yes, that is true. I see all sorts of Problems and then all age ranges. I mean, last week I saw um, a teenager, and then the week before that I saw a woman who was 102. So it, wow. this affects all ages.
2: You know, with bladder disorders and bladder problems, and this month being Bladder Awareness Month, uh, what about bladder cancer? Because that's something I don't hear a lot about in the news. Is it fairly mm-hmm. prevalent in Tennessee?
1: So it's not as prevalent, and I actually will sometimes diagnose bladder cancer when we look inside the bladder, and if that happens, then I do send it to a urologist who specializes in um, bladder and other urologic cancers. It, it's not as prevalent, and it's even less common in women, um, but we see a lot of women who have blood in their urine either that they can see Or that um, is seen under a microscope and if that happens then we do rule out bladder cancer with um, with looking inside the bladder.
2: Again Dr. Danford a urogynecologist that's a mouthful right there (laughs) urogynecologist right here in the Middle Tennessee area Uh, do you ever have to have someone's bladder removed and then if so what takes place after that?
1: Yeah so Very rarely in our field do we have to have a bladder removed, and that's typically for a patient who has bladder pain. We have many, many, many treatments for bladder pain, but if they are refractory and miserable, then we'll do what's called a cystectomy, and we remove the bladder, and it's very similar to if you know anybody who has a colostomy bag. So you have a a bag that then collects um, urine on the abdomen.
2: So, what are things to look out for? I mean, is going to the restroom, having to urinate every 30 minutes. You know, what are are those things that we need to kind of look out for? But if you drink a lot of water, I guess you're going to the bathroom a lot anyway. So, I, I bet sometimes it's hard to figure out if there is a problem.
1: Yeah. So, a lot of this is quality of life. And so, what I tell patients is, you are the only one who can tell me if you need treatment. If you feel like you're running to the bathroom you know, every 30 minutes to an hour and everybody, you know, your friends are commenting that, oh, you know, Susie has to go to the bathroom, we can't go on long road trips, or you are leaking urine, you have incontinence, you're using multiple pads and it's affecting you, then that's when you need to come see us. I mean, if it is on your mind, then it's worth a visit to the doctor. And it may just be that we tell you everything is okay and some physical therapy will help improve your quality of
2: life. It's wild how little things, you know, the practice of medicine, maybe even taking a a pill each day can literally change the way you feel and and change the direction of your life in a lot of ways.
1: That's true and I'm glad you mentioned taking pills because there are some medications that um, are prescribed for blood pressure or for other issues that can cause you go, to go to the bathroom more often and so sometimes it's just looking at their medications talking to their primary care doctor and saying could we try this instead of this and so um, just a little bit of tweaking can really improve as well
2: and how long does it take to figure out what's going on I mean do you have to do multiple tests or is it usually fairly easy
1: mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's just taking a really good history talking to the patient. And that's why we, my partner, um, Lisa Jimbasari and and I, and then we have two nurse practitioners who work with us as well. That's why we do have so much time blocked off to spend with our patients. Because talking to the patients, hearing what their day-to-day life is, about 80 to 85% of the time tells us what direction we need to move in.
2: We do. Go go, ahead. ahead. No, uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, we do have some specialized testing that we can do, but that's not usually necessary.
2: Again, with us this morning, Dr. Danford, we are going to take a short break and then we will be right back to learn more about the bladder, things to look out for, things to improve your bladder health, all coming your way next. Again, you're listening to WGNS. Time right now is 8.34. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demas' now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas, and we can deliver it to your door If you're interested in our catering, you can go to DemasRestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demas' Family Restaurants, go to DemasRestaurants.com. Demas' Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street.
2: While we're all hiding indoors from the heat, this is a great time to pick up some new toys to keep your pets entertained. This is Amanda from Animal City. We have a wide variety of products for small pets and their people and the critters themselves to add to your family. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. don't let your pet go unprotected from fleas and ticks. We have a wide variety of products to suit most needs and budgets. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. It's so important
1: that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands, and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky
0: Bookner, and
1: we salute our veterans. Join us November 27th the Small Business Saturday Holiday Market. We'll have jewelry, clothing, home decor, food trucks, and more. The Small Business Saturday Holiday Market, November 27th at the Lane Agro park down from Sam's. A great location for your holiday shopping needs.
2: In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War.
0: When we got back into California, they told us, do not wear your uniforms. Keith Redlove served in the U.S. Army. He was in Vietnam. We were veterans that had just come home. I've been called baby killer, I've been spit on. In a restaurant, people talking bad about you.
2: Veteran Rudliff in Vietnam.
0: Four individuals plus myself, I was a radio operator, and we had three artillery pieces that we supported the Arvins when they went out on missions. Just uh, five of us. Something happened and you get overrun, you're on your own. The help is 30, 40, maybe even an hour away. Just have to do the best you can with what you have and survive. I didn't realize until I got over there, was in the first ambush, that those people were trying to kill me. And I didn't know them. I had done nothing to them. And that's when you just have to get the mindset that it's going to be them and not me you're one heartbeat away, that's war. Unfortunately, you try the very best to protect the person on your right and left because you know they're not gonna leave you and you're not gonna leave them. We're all gonna come out of here together or somebody else is gonna have to carry us out of here together. This has been a salute to veterans on
2: WGNS radio. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle
1: Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes.
2: After disaster strikes.
1: Fire, water, or storm damage, we can help you get your life back to normal quickly.
2: Restoration One RestorationOneMiddleTennessee.com Locally and veteran owned. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, Capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
0: The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
2: Time right now, 839, you're tuned to, to, I can't talk this morning, you're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today the 9th of November. With us this morning, Dr. Jill Danford, part of Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford, and you practice, I guess, what, all over Middle Tennessee at different St. Thomas facilities?
1: So currently we're at um, Rutherford and then at Midtown in Nashville. Um, We're hoping to branch out and bring on um, another Um, provider in the next year or so, but currently just Nashville and Murfreesboro.
2: And what are some of the more common things that you see each day from patients?
1: So I actually looked at my schedule this morning, and this morning I have recurrent urinary tract infection, bladder pain, urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, and then um, also what's called bladder prolapse, or where people will say my bladder has dropped. And so that's another segment of not necessarily having urinary urgency and frequency, but feeling like there's some relaxation of the bladder.
2: So after somebody goes through childbirth labor and all of that, is that something that can lead to issues down the road?
1: It can. So what we typically say is, Genetics and childbirth are the things that really cause a lot of the bladder issues that happen. And not even necessarily, um, you know, people talk about lots of babies or large babies. It really is just having a pregnancy that goes full term.
2: You know, one of those big concerns out there, I know for a lot of people is, well, whatever my problem is, is going to lead to surgery. And that's not always the case, I guess, especially with the bladder.
1: That's 100% true. And, you know, a lot of patients tell us they didn't want to come see us because they didn't want that mesh or, you know, they were afraid of surgery. And one of the things that I really want women to know is about 75% of our patients don't ever go to the operating room, that we can improve and even completely resolve their issues without doing anything invasive. Um, I've mentioned it a little bit before, but I really want to make sure that people are aware of physical therapy of your pelvis. And that's physical therapists who are in the St. Thomas results system, all female, are specially trained in the muscles, in the pelvis, around the bladder, around the bowel and rectum. And they help with all things that women come in complaining of um, pelvic pain bladder pain urinary urgency frequency urinary incontinence fecal incontinence and um, and it can make a significant improvement in quality of life
2: again with us this morning dr jill danford with ascision st thomas rutherford and also with midtown hospital in nashville uh, you know when it comes to the bladder having to go to the bathroom constantly can be quite embarrassing. And especially if you're at, let's say a play or a, an event where there's a lot of people around you or sitting down and everything's fine with them, but you're having to get up every 10 or 15 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And that's, you know, that's why we have so many patients that come in and say, I've stopped going out. I've stopped doing things that I enjoy because of my bladder. And, uh, and, and, my response in my head is always people, medical providers specifically, should be directing um, patients to your like us because in addition to um, the physical therapy that we have, there are medications and there are newer medications out there That don't have all of the side effects that were so unpleasant with the older medications.
2: And what were some of those negative side effects that people used to see with the older medications that may kind of be in their mind to say I don't want to go back to the doctor for this?
1: Right so dry mouth, dry eyes, constipation um, are the three things that patients would really complain about and there's a whole new Um, class of medications that don't do they work completely differently and don't do any of that
2: so you know it seems like there's a lot of medications out there that do cause things like dry mouth uh, Mm -hmm. which is so irritating I I can imagine how annoying that would be and of course that's going to lead you to have to drink more water you're going to have to go to the bathroom more often so it's just like a a cycle almost
1: yes it is and I mean I have patients tell us that daily. I can't use that medication because my mouth is dry. I drink more water. I go to the bathroom more. Um, And when I say new medications, they've been around for seven or eight years. So this isn't a brand new, we're going to have it make you our guinea pig. These are tried and true true options.
2: Is there an average number of times that somebody should be going to the bathroom to urinate versus, you know, times that may be a problem? So
1: what I ask patients, and of course, this was back when everybody was out and about doing things, um, but was, can you make it through a movie? I think that's a pretty good two hour. If you can get through a movie, and of course, that's without drinking the 40 ounce um, Coke, but if, or in the middle of a movie, are you getting up two or three times? So I think around two hours holding your urine that long should be um, pretty average.
2: And also on the flip side of that, are there some folks out there who they just can't go to the bathroom but maybe once a day because of their bladder?
1: Yes. So we also, we haven't talked much about that, but we treat patients who have urinary retention. So your bladder is actually a muscle, and the way that you urinate is by that muscle squeezing the urine out. You don't think about it, but that's what's happening. And some people's bladder muscles just don't squeeze like they should and so they um, they have to push on their abdomen to get urine out or they only go once you know once twice a day and so they're at risk for urinary tract infections and other other issues
2: and urinary tract infections that's a you know a whole nother ballpark of issues and I know some folks get urinary tract infections more often than others but why is that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we think, honestly, the data is starting to emerge that this people are more susceptible to urinary tract infections from the time that they're born and what, um, what bacteria are in their bladder, in their colon, um, as they are being born. And, but the biggest population that we see are patients after menopause when estrogen goes away From the bladder and the surrounding organs there, um, it changes the environment. And so the good bacteria that you've had since you were born can't live. And that good bacteria is what fights off the bacteria that cause urinary tract infections. And so there are pretty simple treatments that help with that.
2: What are some things that we can avoid? And I know you mentioned things like caffeine and chocolate and, and alcohol even, but what are mm-hmm. things we can avoid to not get a urinary tract infection? Because that seems a little more, I don't know, in-depth in when you think about a urinary tract infection versus uh, bladder discomfort.
1: Mm-hmm. So we used to say, you know, make sure that you use cotton underwear and you don't eat or drink certain things. You don't take baths, et cetera. And it it turns out that it's not that's not really the case. It's all more at your, and the term that we use is microbiome, the bacteria that has been in your bladder and in your colon since you were born. And so really instead of avoiding things, it's do you need cranberry tablets? You know, do you need um, a supplement, a probiotic, something that really helps boost your bladder health?
2: You know, there is a lot of, I guess, different elements to the bladder, and and I don't, I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think most people think about all the problems that could go along with bladder problems, uh, but it definitely is something that more people should probably learn about, and you can do so, I guess, by making an appointment or being referred to your office because you may have a bladder issue.
1: Right. I mean, my partner, Doctor Jim Basara and I we've talked about, like our mission for Middle Tennessee is just to get the word out that women don't have to live with their bladder issues, that there are treatments available, that we are here along with Ellen and Rebecca, our nurse practitioners, and we can really improve your quality of life.
2: Now, I, I know you specialize, of course, in helping women out, but you were saying that men also can have these bladder issues, maybe a little different, but they too have bladder problems.
1: For sure. You know, men also can have the urinary urgency and frequency. And then in the same way that women after menopause can have urinary tract infections, incontinence, et cetera, men a lot of times have prostate issues, have difficulty voiding um, if they have prostate surgery, have incontinence. So, yes, this is not a female-specific only um, issue with their bladder,
2: You know, I'd like to hear some positive stories about patients you've worked with. I know you briefly mentioned, you know, some were able to travel for the first time in six or seven years, but Mm -hmm. what else have you uh, come across?
1: So um, I have a patient who a few, a couple of months ago, she had, she did actually need surgery for leaking with um, exercise and Um, running around. She has six girls, and um, they're all ages and all very active ages, and she'd stopped being able to play with them and ride bikes and run and jump, and so we um, did put in a sling for her, and I saw her in her um, post-operative appointment, and she said, I jumped on the trampoline with my daughters. It was the most amazing thing.
2: So, Wow, um, so so some women have issues so badly with their bladder that, uh, you know, any jumping or heavy movement, I guess, it leads to more problems.
1: Right, so lifting, jumping, and they have totally soaked their clothes, and of course that's humiliating, so you stop doing any of those activities, and when you have six girls who are running around crazy, that's just not really an
2: option. And this can happen Uh, To women at just about any age, it sounds like, because, you you know, you're talking about maybe somebody who is a a new mother or has children who are six, seven, eight years old. So this can happen, I guess, what, mainly at 20 plus or is it literally any age?
1: Um, It is literally any age, but yes, it is. um, It can start more after childbirth, so early 20s and then all the way um, through life.
2: Again, Dr. Jill Danford with us with Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford and also practicing at Midtown in Nashville. If somebody out there listening does have some bladder problems, maybe it's pain, maybe it's frequently urinating more so than what they should, what would you suggest they do first?
1: Um, so, they are welcome to just go on our website and they can make an appointment. They can talk to their primary care doctor. Some primary care doctors are very comfortable with the more conservative treatments. But the biggest thing is tell somebody, tell your doctor, do not be ashamed of this. This is not something that we even bat an eye at and we get really happy when patients let us know that they're struggling with this, because it means they're not doing it in silence.
2: And once again, in closing, what are some of the more often seen problems with the bladder that, you know, you see each day?
1: So, frequency, urgency, bladder pain, urinary tract infections, um, and incontinence. So, leaking urine when you're not planning on going to the bathroom.
2: And the bladder pain, that would be really troubling to live with you know especially if that's combined with frequent urination more so than what you should be going to the bathroom for
1: exactly i mean when patients tell me all they think about is their bladder all the time because it hurts and they're voiding and that's just not a quality of life
2: and when you talk about bladder pain and the bladder hurting where are people actually feeling that is it all over the abdomen is it the stomach and abdomen where is that
1: It's more just above that pubic bone where you feel like you have to, uh, when you have a full bladder and you have to urinate. But instead of having just the desire to go to the bathroom, your bladder is aching, it's burning. Um, Some even say that there's sharp stabbing pain if their bladder gets too full. And so they're just constantly running to the bathroom to get rid of that pain.
2: Again, Dr. Jill Danford with us, a urogynecologist. And once more, you were saying at the beginning of the show, not only did you, you know, of course, you went to medical school and all that, but you, you chose to go a step further and chose a specialty on top of being a gynecologist. And uh, highlight that one more time for us, because it sounds like what you practice in, you don't hear a lot about.
1: That That is very true. So it's a three-year fellowship that specializes in bladder and all of the things in the pelvis. And Um, So we are specially trained in surgical treatment in medical treatment, and there are only about 40 um, programs all over the country that train one um, fellow a year. And so there aren't many subspecialists like us, but my partner, Dr. Jambasari, and I are both fellowship trained. We are board certified specifically in urogynecology, and that's all we do. You know, we don't deliver babies. We don't do um, hysterectomies for general gynecology. don't see well women because that is our specialty.
2: But what you do see often would be women who maybe recently gave birth or gave birth a few years prior uh, because you were saying that's one of those things that can lead to bladder problems.
1: Yes. Yes, and in fact, Results has a program specifically for women who just had babies, the, um, physical therapy, to help get their pelvis back um, in, the, in the physical shape that it needs and hopefully long-term prevent some of these issues.
2: Again with us this morning, Dr. Jill Danford, Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford in Midtown. She is a urogynecologist here in Middle Tennessee, and uh, we appreciate you joining us this morning.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you helping me get the word out that women do not have to live with their bladder issues.
2: Very positive. And uh, for more information, I, I guess if you are experiencing bladder problems, definitely tell your doctor. And, you know, I, I guess sometimes you got to push a little bit and say, hey, I, I would really like to be referred to somebody who could help me with this.
1: Yes, please.
2: Well, thank you for joining us this morning, and I uh, hope to talk again soon. All right, you have a great rest of your day. You too. Time right now 8:56. You're tuned to WGNS. We're going to post this on our website so you can go back and listen to this podcast at wgnsradio.com. It will be under our podcast section and then Action Line. I give the time right now 8:56. More news and information on the way, including a check on the weather and a check on the traffic situation. All of that comes your way next. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS. Weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential.
0: We'll see increasing cloud cover here for
1: this afternoon high in the low 70s, southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight,
2: decreasing clouds alone near 43. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 42. Good morning, traffic. Still a little bit busy right now as we check it out live. 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area. Lots of radar out here in the last 10, 15 minutes, especially
0: over in Williamson County on 840. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out, gatlinburgwinecellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time
2: traffic.